Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let us worship God. from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton, New Brunswick. I'm Bob Jones, ably assisted by organist David Berry, Helen and Ron Bagnell doing the reading and the singing. Stephen McKay is at the controls making sure that the words spoken and sung reach you wherever you are. Now here are words written exactly 300 years ago, but I hope they speak to your situation today. It's a prayer. Come, gracious spirit, heavenly dove, with light and comfort from above, be thou our guardian, thou our guide, or every thought and step preside. The light of truth to us display, and make us know and choose thy way. Plant holy fear in every heart that we from God may ne'er depart. Lead us, O Christ, the living way, nor let us from his pasture stray. Lead us to holiness, the road that we must take to dwell with God. Lead us to heaven that we may share fullness of joy forever there. Lead us to God, our final rest, to be with him forever blessed. Now here, uh, Ron and Helen with the singing and the readings. Take my hand 
voice and let me sing Always, only for my King Take my lips and let them be First reading is from Psalm 105, verses 1 to 5, and verses 43 to 45. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgment he pronounced. He brought out his people with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations and they fell heir to what others had toiled for, that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. Second reading is from Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 to 21. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, 
for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Thanks be to the reading of his holy word. And may God give you a clear vision of the truth, faith in God's power, and confident assurance of his love. Amen. What are those things floating to the top of the jar of pickles? Most likely they are mustard seeds. If they're yellow and crunchy, I like them. I fish them out with a spoon and munch on them. Jesus must have been intrigued by the tiny spices. Perhaps he too might have enjoyed biting down on them. He is supposed to have mentioned mustard seeds on two occasions. In Matthew's Gospel, first, as a symbol for the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, he said, that someone sowed in his field, the smallest of all the seeds. Later in the 17th chapter of the same book, he is quoted, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, and you say to this mountain, move, it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Something as common and so small as the mustard seed has something to say to you. Jesus uses the mustard seed to explain faith, that just as that tiny seed can grow to be a tree in some parts of the world, so a little faith can go a long way. We would say this is hyperbole, uh, an overstatement used to get a point across, that when a person's faith is up against the hard facts of life, in other words, the mountain, it will move. Even a little bit of faith, according to Jesus' teaching, even a little bit of faith prevails. In the early 1800s, a young girl could be seen with needle and thread sewing up a tear in her doll, a rip inflicted by her dog. Now, as she grew older, she became increasingly interested in human suffering and at age 17 felt called to the profession that would later be called nursing. 
a move that was opposed by her parents, daughters of the wealthy did not go into nursing work. She traveled to France, Belgium, and Germany for training, returning to England to complete her studies. Now in 1854, France, Turkey, and England went to war, the Crimean War against Russia. There was slaughter on every side and no one to care for the wounded soldiers. The cry went out to England, is there anyone who can come to care for all these victims? The death rate was 60%. This young woman heard the plea, and in spite of all the opposition to nurses traveling with the British Army, she decided to respond. And when she arrived at the battlefront, she described the situation as four miles of beds with only 18 inches between them. In the face of continuing opposition, she organized a group of women and they scrubbed floors, they set up laundries, diet kitchens, and eventually every soldier, every injured soldier, was between clean sheets with wounds properly dressed. She worked long hours, and in the night she would get up and visit the soldiers up and down the rows of beds with her lamp, making sure everyone was all right. In fact, she became known as the lady with the lamp. After the war, when the heroes were honored by the British government, it was unanimous that one of the most prominent in that battle was Florence Nightingale, the lady with the lamp. Yes, a grain of mustard seed mastered the mountain of opposition. The name of Florence Nightingale is still synonymous with nursing. In fact, older nurses can remember reciting the Florence Nightingale Pledge when they graduated. It's what Jesus meant when he said that faith could move mountains, even a little bit of faith. Now, as we pray, I want to tell you that we have two reasons for thanksgiving in our congregation. John and Joyce Astle are celebrating their 65th wedding anniversary. And also Doris Johnson is home from the hospital and feeling much better. Two reasons for thanksgiving. Perhaps you too have your reasons for thanksgiving. A prayer in the words of poetry. God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Amen.
David prepares to play the postlude. I want to say that we here at St. Andrews hope you have been helped and comforted today. So until next week, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. And so until next week, we repeat, God bless you richly and be a presence in your life.